Comet in your head. Season two. I love, I love your vibes tonight. We can do this, Morgan. We can executive function the out of this moment. We're doing it. She's doing it. And she's got to click on this little thing and then we're going to make it bigger and then click on this other tab. And now we're here. We did it. Here we go. Yeah, that looks legit. Happy Wednesday, friends, and welcome back to Aquarius Behavior, a best friends podcast. I'm your co-host, Morgan. And I'm your co-host, Samantha. We invite you to hang out with us each Wednesday to take in some chaotic storytelling, low-key learning, and high-quality high quality audio. audio. That's the AdPod promise. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Welcome Hi. Yes. to week three of Titanic Month. Mm, yeah, I feel it. I walked into the pod lounge and it was just like oh, a thick soup of Titanic emotions in yes. here. Yep, yep. If you have been listening to our previous episodes, you know that we are doing a Titanic-themed month on AdPod because we are... Not only huge fans of Jimmy Cam's 1997 epic cinematic adventure, Oscar Titanic winning, Oscar winning, mm -hmm. uh, record breaking, but we also just are, uh, I would say, what hi history enthusiasts? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely history yeah. enthusiasts. Uh huh. Um, and also, the ocean is one of my top three favorite things. So. Correct. There's also that. Oh my gosh, we hey. Hey, that was K-pop. My phone just started playing it and I don't know why. Um that was by 17. Oh. And that is their song left and right. There's so much new K-pop so, out right now. I was just listening to there's, it. So there's no time to talk about it, but there's so much good K-pop happening right now. There's so um, many little secret things. I have to sidebar for a moment yeah. though. Mm -hmm. Since we're on the topic of K-pop. Yeah. I'm just we're this isn't gonna be a long tangent, I promise. Uh, but yeah. I do wanna say to people that if you are a fan of BTS and you are finding a void in your life, because there have been some other K-pop fans in my life who have mentioned this growing void to me. And so if BTS's hiatus is causing a void <laughs> in your life and your, your musical spirituality has been interrupted, I got to tell you that I do have some <laughs> suggestions Listen to 17. Okay, that's the band name. I think there's 12 of them. So there are so many, too many, in my opinion, for a K-pop group. But that's it's besides the point. hard to keep track point. of them, but it's, that's okay. But it works. Like, there is so much dancing. It's like, where do my eyes look? I don't even know. I love it all. But their song Left and Right is my favorite right now. Also, Stray Kids, if you're not listening to Stray Kids, what, why? What are you doing? You're not, you're probably listening to AbPod. You have my permission to stop yeah. and go listen to Stray Kids. Pull up Maniac. <laughs> Maniac, up God's Menu. Case 143. Oh, Venom. Gosh. <laughs> like, my so goodness. Good. <laughs> if you want some good music videos yes. to watch on the YouTube yeah. while you do activities, if mm -hmm. K-pop is a sweet, sweet background thing for you, or you just want to watch Glitter and Hips. Yes. They are... Stray Kids is a harder, edgier BTS and so they just, mm, their aesthetic is just like vampiness, glitter, lots of hips, hip movements everywhere. It's just, yeah, it's, they're great. And a really good I low voice. That's <gasps> one of my favorites. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. He has, Felix just a nice low their voice. Base. He drops it low. Like it's hot. Like it, it is hot. <laughs> it is hot. They're it's all very, so great. They are fire. quite warm in there. Yeah. Mm. Fire. Okay, that was yeah. my really short no, tangent. I'm not going to talk about K-pop today. Some really good K-pop out right now. I heard new K-pop. It's April and there's new K-pop. Yeah, yep. we could just have a whole podcast about that. Jisoo came out. I can't. Ah, uh, stop it. <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. Congratulations. Does anyone else listening like K-pop? Yeah. If I'm you wondering. do, please let us know because if that's something you want us to talk more about, we have so many opinions. There's so many opinions. Morgan <sighs> just discovered Chudi Studio Choom the other day oh and gosh. it's just been blasted. It's been a lot of good. I mean, K-pop is vitamins. So yes, it's just important to remember that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Studio Choom was the latest revelation 
in my life new from YouTube. Content. And it's not the thing is that it's not new to other people. Like clearly it has been out there for years. And you explained it to me that it is Studio Chum is this producer cinematographer who space. works with like Okay, is it a space? It's like a space and so a production like, team. Mm-hmm. Do Okay, so it's the same production team. And here's the thing. I know almost nothing about it except for oh, what cool. I've watched. But I do know <laughs> that there, it's called Studio Zoom. Yes. And I think that that is the production team that okay, makes great. the filming. So that's also what mm-hmm. I thought. Based on the videos we watched and like seeing their YouTube page, I was like, okay, so watch this and is, let us know. Yeah, like this is this is a whole like production team, like person, people, mm-hmm. group. and they just kind of they work with different K-pop groups and artists and like recreate their music videos, but it's all just in front of this white space, a white floor, a white background, and there's just like the way that they do the lights mm-hmm. and the camera movements and everything. It just adds this new spin and flavor to a beloved song and dance that we already know so well. Yeah. What it's was so cool. cool watching the Stray Kids ones, because I haven't watched those yet until we sat down the other day and just <sighs> absorbed all of them. Mm-hmm. But K-pop videos can be a little bit too busy. There's a lot going on. Yes. There's a lot of things that they have to make happen mm-hmm. in the two to four minutes of K-pop time. And so... Having just the neutrality of the background of Studio Chum and then the lighting that they do to kind of highlight what the artist is doing and the outfits that they get to Mm -hmm. choose. Some of them do all the same outfits, coordinating outfits. Some do their own. It's just it's a very fun way to experience the K-pop that we've dipped into recently. I think so. Yeah. I agree mm -hmm. because you're right. K-pop music videos their couture like everything they're is expensive just, it's, expensive. it's expensive yeah I just, it's expensive so there is there's always a lot going on and there's a lot to look at and sometimes i am distracted by the images and so <laughs> yeah 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 i just studio choom is refreshing for me because i love just breaking it down bringing it back to basics i mean yeah the um maria video by Hwasa. Yes. Yeah. Like she's in a dance leotard and sweatpants. Yep. And it looks amazing. It just looks so good. <laughs> it's just, I saw her for the first time and just thought, okay. I mean, like, what's, why is this what we chose? Like, mm-hmm. I get the other costumes, but this, what's going on here? Yeah. And all of a sudden, the movement of the sweatpants and their, their little kicks and stuff. And I'm like, wow, it's like really working. You looked at me and you said, the sweatpants make sense. It's just, (laughs) wow. And that's the vision. Mm -hmm. That's the vision of, of this studio Mm tomb. Who knew? Yeah. Clearly I didn't. Yeah. So thank you for catching me up on that. Absolutely. (laughs) Some good K-pop for you. There's more good K-pop. We'll talk about K-pop in the future. If you guys are into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is actually like the perfect segue. I love when you don't really know what I'm going to talk about, but then you just perfectly line me up. I sig you into you. <sighs> yeah. I mean, gosh, you're the best podcast co-host. Oh, you're the best podcast co-host. <sighs> oh my gosh. Stop it. Get out of here. I'm going to, uh, <laughs> before we continue, let me put my phone on silent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me just quick. Uh, me too. Boop, boop, gosh. boop, boop. We really got it together today, don't we? I mean, we're nailing it. Yeah. Wow. uh, I mean, so last week was technically February for Samantha and Morgan in the pod lounge. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sorry if you got that really big gulp of water. Morgan, what are you hydrating with today? Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? That's fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just have a water today. Right now, I'm just trying to hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the hydration right now. Everything's dry. Dry hair, dry skin. I've switched over to Waterloo as opposed to La Croix because I was at Costco and it was in bulk and I was like, I... And it's really scratching the itch of I've had all the La Croix flavors a thousand times. And now, oh, my gosh, cherry limeade. Mm-hmm. Hydration. Mm. Um, Joel was very excited when I brought that home and because we haven't tried it before. And then you told me about it at Costco. And I was like, great. Pff, let's make done. it happen. Yeah. I'm going to try it. <laughs> and it has a lot of flavor, which I like. Mm-hmm. It really uh, packs a punch. 
And then Joel was super stoked about that cherry limeade. Yeah. He opened, he opened the fridge and just goes, ooh, <laughs> cherry limeade. We used to <laughs> like, travel yeah. miles for a good cherry limeade. We would, we would commute for a good cherry limeade. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I forgot what we were talking about. We said something and then you gulped oh, no. and it was yes. really funny. Thank you. No, I remember. I Thanks for bringing it back around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So segue is YouTube because. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, as I was preparing this episode for us, I, I went on YouTube because sometimes I just like to have something on in the background. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, aids my executive function. Yep. I can just. Body doubling, but not. Body doubling, but like distancing. <laughs> Parasocial relationship effect. <laughs> and so uh, I just I put on YouTube and I just searched for Titanic videos real quick. And I was just looking oh. for things to just, you know, inspire me. So this, like most stories about the Internet, led me to cat videos. <laughs> because the logical end result. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Most the origin of the Internet. Yeah, most of the internet is just about cat videos. Uh, so speaking of things that have been around for a very long time that I just was not aware of mm-hmm. is Owl Kitty. Have you heard of Owl Kitty? No, the internet is so vast. Okay. And because so big. Ugh. I stumbled upon this. Uh-huh. And it's it looks like it's been around for a while and they're quite popular. Okay. This particular video I'm about to tell you about has 14 million views. Oh, okay. So like so many people know about it. Mm-hmm. And so um if you don't on our podcast, don't feel bad. Don't let other people make you feel a shame for this because I'm just learning about it for the first time. Too. Get in line with <laughs> Samantha and Morgan. But let me tell you, we're just learning about this right now. Podcast. Yes. And let me tell you. So if you like cats, you should definitely go watch Owl Kitty on Owl YouTube. Kitty? Okay. So what this is is it's a cat. It's a fluffy black cat with uh-huh. these big green yellow eyes, uh-huh. and the owner of said cat produces these little short videos and inserts their cat into popular scenes from movies. Okay. And uh-huh. so the one that I watched um is the Titanic where I'm going to literally play this for you yep. and we're going to record it and you can cut it editing Samantha can cut it out later but okay. I just need to yep. capture all Great. of your thoughts because this is what's going to happen now. So you want to go to a real party? So, it is literally playing scenes from Titanic right now, and instead of Rose, there's a cat in all of these scenes. <laughs> it's it's just like, it makes it so much better, the fact that, it, for me, the fact that he's fighting to save his cat this whole time. And what if... So it's like, what if, what if Titanic was just a story about a boy and his cat? (laughs) (laughs) What if Titanic was just a story about a boy and his cat? Trying to make it to America. Okay, but the best part, Samantha, is right here at the end when Jack is showing Rose uh, his pictures on the deck and then the cat's there and she's Uh, like, you're weird. Like, why does it line oh, up so perfectly? That gives okay. me so much joy. It's, it was, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, the internet really is contributed oh to just a lot of not great things in the world. And then I see just a slice of nice like that. Oh my gosh. Someone has taken hours of their time yeah. to do the, the dang thing, produce that beautiful video, and now it is giving my heart a little squeeze, squeeze. Okay, Owl Kitty. Owl Kitty. Yep, Owl Kitty. Oh, that's so nice. then that was where Titanic searches on YouTube took me. Okay. Was to Owl Kitty. You got and to the bottom of the internet. I laughed hysterically until I cried watching that one. And mm-hmm. then I went and watched a whole bunch of others. Like there's a <laughs> Jurassic Park one oh, of like- the famous scene when the T-Rex breaks out of his cage and it's raining and there's the cars there. Iconic. And it's but it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking in the rear view, and it's like, yeah. So then I got distracted Mm -hmm. for like twenty minutes watching those videos. Okay, 
Um, and then I got back to composing today's episode. Okay. <laughs> which is now what leads us to this moment right now. Right here. Mm-hmm. Here right we now. are. Yep. Oh, I'm very excited about this. Right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, um, you know, happy Wednesday and happy Aquarius behavior time. I'm really happy to be here with you, best friend. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, this is really happy nice. Happy to be here with you, yeah. best friend. Okay, show me what you got, because you're right. now holding a, you are standing today, all of your efforts for today's presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. It's super official with my handwritten notes. Yep, absolutely. Those are the best ones. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, today, okay, Samantha, today is an Ages of Aquarius episode. It's also Titanic month. So I took some time to like think about this and Uh how I wanted to do this because I don't know about you, but Ages of Aquarius is supposed to be like you and I could name this person like off the top of our heads by the eighth or ninth clue. Like and then especially by the time we see him, like you and I should know who these people are. Or if we like can't think of the name, it's like, oh, it's that person from it's this. That, that's that beautiful face yes. from that like, thing. That's mm-hmm. our rule with this game is that it has to be a recognizable person for both of us. Yep. I could not name these people off the top of my head. Ooh. So, um, I could. All the Titanic professionals are just cracking their knuckles right now. Yes. Raring to go. And so um, this first one, I think like I started it and I thought, okay, I think like by the last clue, like I would I would be able to name this person, but it's just kind of a long shot. And yeah. I just didn't think that that format, our traditional format, would be super fun okay. for these ones today. So what we're going to do instead is more of a low-key learning about two mm. figures, two people. Two figures. Who were passengers on the Titanic. Oh, cool. And have, I I think, pretty interesting stories okay and both are tied to the aquarius season okay Okay? describe my face right now (laughs) your eyes are really wide (laughs) so wide and like your throat (laughs) muscles are kind of tight and you're just neck like from smiling I just it's it's a new yeah oh okay now I got shivers a little bit this is exciting also the thing is like I started doing research and I just found out some things that I had like I didn't know anything about these things and so I just thought you know what this is gonna be a lot more fun for me and I hope our listeners and you to just talk about them and like talk about these facts because some of the stuff is pretty wild okay yeah I'm ready all right cool oh man I'm ready all right so our ages of Aquarius person today was born on February 7th, Ooh. 1873. 1873. Okay. Mm. This person was Thomas Andrews Jr. Oh, Tommy. Samantha, does the name Thomas Andrews Jr. mean anything to you at this moment? What's coming into your mind? Mm. Well, okay. immediately I'm imagining my back tattoo. Uh huh. With Mr. Andrews leaning up against the fireplace. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you said 18, and then it's like, okay, well, if I'm doing the math, and it needs to be. And then you said Thomas Andrews Jr., and I was like, oh, his last name's Junior. I don't know anyone. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, yes. And, okay, so Samantha. I didn't know that we were going to be honoring my back tattoo yes, person today. We are. Okay, so Samantha, you know who Thomas Andrews is. is very cool. Who was he? So he was essentially the ship's, okay, get ready to correct me, architect, yep. um, mm-hmm. engineer. He mm-hmm. was the one with the blueprints. He was mm-hmm. the one who was like, the water is going over the bulkheads one by one, and she mm-hmm. will sink. If you've ding, seen ding, the ding. movie. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. He was You're right. Integral. Ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding. You're right. He designed the Titanic. He had all the blueprints. Yep. He like knew exact. He knew everything about that ship. You got it. Okay. Okay. So, so take me back. So 18. That's what we're going to learn about today. February 7th. So he's an Aquarius. He's an Aquarius. <gasps> okay. Okay. So. Yes. Okay. Remind me of the year again. Okay. So I have some facts for you. Are yeah. you ready to yeah. do some low-key learning Okay. I'm me? ready to absorb now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Thomas Andrews was the chief designer of the Titanic. I do want to say, however, that if you go to his Wikipedia page, his occupation is listed as shipbuilder, 
Oh, which so he got down on his hands very, and knees. Yeah, it's very and, general. <laughs> and I imagine that more like if somebody told me I'm a shipbuilder, I'd be like, what is... That sounds like heavy work. Like you hammer, do you make like canoes or, <laughs> you know, like doesn't look like a welder. I don't really know what's going on. So I wasn't sure why it was listed as that, but I thought yeah. it was worth mentioning because... I was like, why? Why? Because then above there... Shipbuilder. It mm. literally says chief designer of the Titanic, which was his, like, I think, like, his official label when he worked for the White yes. Star Line. Okay. And so I'm like, why don't we say, like, ship designer? Anyways, mm. shipbuilder. I, what is that? I don't know. He built that ship. Tell He's me, He's going to go down in history for building that ship. <sighs> All right. So here's some facts. Okay. Thomas was born into a prominent family in fe on February 7th, 1873. 73. Okay. I say prominent mm. because his older brother became the second prime minister of Northern Ireland in 1940. No way. Oh, that's cool. And Aww. his younger brother became mm -hmm. the Lord Chief Justice of Northern Ireland in 1937. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. I know. Pretty wild. So he, two of his brothers were... Prominent figures in, you know, Northern Ireland. So yeah. I thought that was pretty fascinating. So he's really not the most famous person of in the his brothers. family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, although mm -hmm. he is tied to one of the most famous disasters, significant, yeah, in human history. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. A pinnacle point for the White Star Line, if you will. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. Uh. Also, Thomas Andrews oversaw the plans for the RMS Olympic and the RMS Britannic. Oh. So the two sister ships yeah. of Titanic. So not only did he help to design Titanic, he actually worked on all three of those ships in the luxury ocean <laughs> liner series. Oh, my. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, so were the Olympic and the Britannic, those were before the Titanic. <laughs> So the was order... It, okay, great. Yep, mm -hmm. the RMS Heck Olympic yeah. mm -hmm. came out first. Okay. Then it was the Titanic, and then it was the RMS Britannic, which later became the HMHS Britannic. Okay. Do you know what that means? No idea. Neither did I, but the internet told me. <laughs> great. God. Thank God for Bless the internet. Bless the internet. Bless it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the, so what were the letters again? So... H M H S Britannic. Okay. H M H S. Yep. So okay. that stands for His Majesty's Hospital Ship. Hospital Ship. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, what is the H? Okay. In World War One, during World War One, because it was after 1912, the Britannic the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. went and became a hospital ship during World War One because it was oh. it was massive. Yeah, and so it stopped being a passenger ship, and then became a hospital ship, and then horribly, oh no, and ironically, oh no, it also sank. Oh no, during the war. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. It it put a pin yeah, in it. It hit a landmine and blew up. Oh. So and then sank. So So not yeah. it's like an exploding iceberg. <sighs> yeah. Because it's a landmine but in the water. So yeah. is it a water mine? Is it an ocean it was, mine? It was a sea mine. It was a sea I don't mine. know. <laughs> it's a sea mine. I don't know what they call them. It hit a sea mine. But yeah, it was in the water. <laughs> Smell sea mines, can ya? <laughs> I can smell the sea mines. Oh, oh rip. That sucks. God. Okay. So any yeah. Just so, bad news for the White Star Line. It, yeah, that that was just a disaster <laughs> for real. Okay. Um, so what's interesting about this though is like as you were just asking, you know, what was the order in which things were built? And so the Olympic and the Titanic actually are the most similar of the three sister ships. So they had a lot okay. in common, and it's not surprising because Thomas Andrews designed all of them. And so he, that makes sense. Yeah. So he took a lot of similar, like a lot of parts of the Olympic, like honestly, some of her design, some of the ornate details mm -hmm. um, throughout first class were added and copied actually and applied to the Titanic. Ooh. One of those things was the grand staircase in first class. 
Mm, it's just so. I mean, is audacious a good word? It's just so <laughs> bougie and like it is grand. Indeed. It is grand <laughs> it indeed. Is grand. And so the grand staircase on the Titanic, the grand staircase on the Titanic, gets a lot of hype. Right. Like we all it's like, oh, my gosh, we all know the scene in the 1997 Jimmy Cam Titanic where Jack is is looking up at the staircase and Rose walks down with her swishy beads. And you're like, wow, look at that staircase. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The hand reaching out. Mm -hmm. The cool clock. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's that was the staircase. Um, But an almost exact replica of that staircase existed on the Olympic. And so, you know, it's we all know it as like the Titanic, but it was on the Olympic first. It's not like like that's one of the most famous things about the Titanic. But it's like you're a copy. Like you're not even original. The Olympic had that first. You just copied your older sister. (laughs) It was a hand me down from her older sister. That's so funny. Yes. And so um what is known about the Grand Staircase on Titanic is written down based on people's memories of it mm-hmm. and also like design plans that still exist. Okay. There are actually no photographs of the Titanic's Grand Staircase in existence today. Really? Really. Wow. Yeah. So every single they all photo went down with the ship. Every single photo you see is the Olympics Grand Staircase. That's crazy. Okay. So they essentially That's everything. every every old timey photo that they're like, mm-hmm. this is the st- it's actually a photo from Yes. Okay. It's actually the Olympics ship. Mm. Yes. Because Duplicitous. we don't have any photos of that. Okay. And the actual staircase, there isn't anything left to it because mm-hmm. it down all below in the wreckage disintegrated in the salt water. It was all made of wood. Yeah, it was all made of wood. And okay. in fact, like um, historians believe that when the ship sank, because the top of the staircase it was a glass dome. So what they believe happened is that the water pressure popped that glass dome out. And then the staircase, because it was all made of wood, everything was just carved out of wood. Porous, yeah. It just, that actually, like, rose and popped out, too, and left the Titanic before it sank and floated away. So that is, like, truly what historians think happened to the staircase on the Titanic. Can you imagine, okay, okay, um, you are in your boat or in the water in a life jacket, and all of a sudden, the giant staircase, two hours later, pops to the top of like a I just oh my gosh that's crazy yeah and so and one of the things too when I was watching special features mm-hmm. on my Titanic Blu-ray four disc Blu-ray baby <laughs> they're coming out with a new one though for the 25th anniversary so thank goodness I'm gonna have to see what's the, what that's all about if it's worth it <clears throat> it might be but um in the special features on that there's a part where James Cameron actually talks about that scene where they flooded the grand staircase in the movie through and how, the dome. Yes, and okay. like that was actually what ended up happening is because the staircase they had made it out of wood on the st- on the set too. The set popped out. Oh. And so wow. that was kind of then a part of the theory because that had been a running theory up until that point. Mm-hmm. And because James Cameron made a lot of the sets to scale that movie also acted as a semi experiment it's science because it yeah. really was because it was like wow you've actually made things to scale made things with like as close to the materials as we could get like you're importing you know the same amount of water in the same directions that we think it could be like he tried to make it as scientifically accurate as he could for yeah. the time yeah from and what so they knew. again i think that's a <laughs> personal opinion here i think that's another underrated thing about the titanic movie where people are like oh it's just titanic but a lot went into it and they they found out some things about it in researching and yes even in like okay for example the science in um into the abyss or whatever it is thank you the abyss um yeah when they're cutting the rope for the ghost of the abyss there it is thank you ghost of the the abyss abyss is another movie yeah that he did. 
if a lifeboat is coming down on top of you. And so they actually showed Jimmy Cam up there, sawing away Mm -hmm. at uh, one of the ropes, seeing how long it takes him to do it. So it's the fun opportunities that since they've done done Titanic Mm -hmm. and all of the questions that then cropped up from them creating all of these sets. And now they needed to just make specials about Titanic afterwards called Ghosts of the Abyss Mm -hmm. to then do more science about the Titanic, which I just think that's so cool. Wow. It's fascinating because as anyone who listens to this show knows, and if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome to AbPod. Hi, guys. This isn't a podcast about science, but we are scientists on this podcast. And it's also not a Titanic podcast, but Mm -hmm. we certainly talk about Titanic. A lot. You've caught us in Titanic month. Welcome. (laughs) If you came here because you're also interested in Titanic, you are amongst friends. Yes. And welcome. This is the home for you. We're glad you're here. This is a close community. Mm -hmm. And welcome. So remember how we were talking about Thomas Andrews? We were Mr. Andrews. We we got here, Uh if everyone remembers, just to like track our conversation Mm -hmm. this far, because Thomas Andrews not only uh, oversaw the complete design of the ship Titanic, but he oversaw and helped to build all three Of the White Star Line's luxury cruisers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn they were the page. Mm-hmm. The Olympic class ocean oh, liners. That's hot. Apparently, that was their name. The Olympic class. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. Okay. So, other things. We, we talked about the staircase, all that stuff. Okay. So, let's get back to Thomas Andrews, though. Okay. Little Tommy Andrews. All right. So Thomas Andrews, he was aboard the Titanic Mm -hmm. on her maiden voyage, and he did die in the early hours of April 15th, 1912, (sighs) when the Titanic sank after hitting an iceberg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is remembered as being kind and a heroic figure who advocated for passenger safety that exceeded the industry standards at the time. So that whole scene in the movie Titanic where he's talking to Rose about this is the number of lifeboats. And that seems to be like, according to public historical records that I could find on Wikipedia and other public circuits, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like that actually seems to be pretty accurate. And like people who survive have said uh, survived the Titanic sinking have also said that, yeah, he was just a helpful individual like very smart, kind gentleman. Mm-hmm. That's about it. He spends so much time creating these ships, and yeah. then it's like, oh, we're not going to put enough life. Or I've been overruled on the lifeboats. Yes, and then Rose doing mental math there in front of everyone, like yes. beautiful brain. Yeah. Because the whole reason the life. Let's talk about that lifeboat debacle, yeah. right? The so, whole <clears throat> lifeboat debacle. The whole lifeboat debacle so what was going on with the lifeboats nothing like actually everything the lifeboat situation let's just say this the lifeboat situation on the titanic for the time was actually all legal so Mm -hmm. like we i know they talk about this in ghost of the abyss they do and Mm -hmm. so like that was actually like titanic actually met all sailing regulations Mm -hmm. for the time period and so thomas andrews though he was like i said he was a very he was a big advocate for passenger safety and that was one of his main concerns and so that's why he designed the titanic to be the safest ship of the time and she had multiple safeguards against sinking and all these other disasters the unsinkable titanic like that was her whole point um but also you know at the end of the day (laughs) we're just humans and who are we yeah to build something so amazing. The Kraken's going to bring it down. <laughs> Did you think you were God, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love obscure Alfred Hitchcock jokes yep, in the middle all. of our podcast. That's just a little nice <laughs> nugget for you. <laughs> Did you think you were God, Brandon? <laughs> Classic movie, classic. If you know the name of that movie, comment on the Instagram. Yeah. Just, yep. If okay. you know the Hitchcock film we're talking about, oh, let so us know. Good. All right. Yeah. So he is just all of the safety yeah. things could have been yeah. engineered, and yet we are human mm-hmm. and yes. the universe and the powers that be exist, and there yes. was an iceberg right ahead. Yes. So he designed the Titanic and also, um, 
really like fought the White Star Line to have 48 lifeboats aboard the Titanic, which would have reserved a spot for every passenger and crew member on board. Okay. And the White Star Line ultimately said, 48. no, thank you. We're going to put 20 on there. So there are only because, 20 lifeboats. Because that will open up all of our decks and make our pictures prettier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Andrews was outvoted and he was like, well, I can't do anything because you're my boss. And yeah. and then like everything he, like his worst fears happened. This is the saddest thing. It really, truly is. Like this, because this guy just, Thomas Andrews, similar to Samantha. Yes. Do you yes. want to tell, the next thing I have on here is actually about um, who played, who portrayed uh, Thomas Andrews. In the 1997, my heart, Jimmy Cam, clenches with Titanic. love and appreciation. You guys, there is rarely an actor who just grabs at your heart and holds on to mm-hmm. it for years. And Victor Garber is that actor. He, um, he's been in a lot of stuff, but I knew him so much as Sidney Bristow's dad in Alias with Jennifer Garner. And but he was in Titanic and that accent and his actingness and all of the things that he's been in since I go on IMDb, look up Victor Garber. But I love him. I mm-hmm. love him. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part in my notes where I wrote alias in a box <laughs> and it says three to five minute tangent break. Oh my gosh, alias, I love it so much. Because I wanted <laughs> You to have time because I don't think we can talk about <gasps> we cannot talk about Thomas Andrews mm-hmm. without talking about Victor Garber. Yeah. And we can't talk about Victor Garber without talking about alias. Yeah. Yeah. It's bound to happen. Yeah. It's I the his ability mm-hmm. to interact with um interact appropriately with young actresses is one of my favorite flipping things mm-hmm. because um Jennifer Garner was like in her early 20s when she was an alias and she plays his spy daughter and he is spy daddy and they still talk to each other on Instagram and it's really cute and they say oh hi spy daughter hi spy daddy and it makes me barf and I love it yes (sighs) it's fine um that just yeah that's that makes me feel happy because they're both Mm -hmm. just nice people and I like Mm -hmm. when nice people who've done nice projects together do nice things on the internet um but alias is like my watch every couple years just Watched the whole series. It was one where I was like, hey, fiance, you love me. I love you. There's a couple cornerstone shows that I need you to watch. One of them is IT Crowd. One of them mm-hmm. is The Office. One of them is Alias. <laughs> so it's just like those are some cornerstone ones in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Victor Garber and his sensitivity, his ability to literally make me sob on my couch, um, just the, the rawness of his performance. And I'm pretty sure that titanic came out before alias but i knew mm-hmm. i liked him in titanic mm-hmm. right because alias mm-hmm. was like 2004 oh yeah so that was okay. a couple of years after yeah. but it was he just the accent the his portrayal uh-huh. his softness you could tell that like victor garber also kind of tapped into hey you know what is he what is thomas andrews concerned about you know and he captures that through the movie if with his explaining to her on the deck of the ship, hey, you know, they illustrate that there when he is when the ship is sinking and he says, I'm sorry, I couldn't have built you a better ship. It just he's yeah. he touched into that human softness of, I think, who Thomas Andrews was and mm-hmm. Victor Garber alias. It's all just a big jumble of really good feelings about that yeah. actor. Mm hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I I was hoping that this one would entertain you because I know wow. I know the strong feelings that you have about Victor Garber. Oh, I <laughs> so. love him so much. <laughs> I would just I'm yeah. I had to lean back and relax my neck for a second. Um, I iconic. Just iconic. It's it's one of those performances where it's just like I'm not I have no notes. You're so cool. You're so cool and so cool. Right. Just oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, Mr. Andrews. 
Yeah, like there's some low key learning for us today. Wow. And so his birthday was February seventh. February seventh. And then I do good qualities for a ship builder. Um, someone who yeah. built the ship with his own hands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely do not think he was building the ships with his own hands. <laughs> yep. He, he had some definitely don't yep. think that happened. Yeah. Uh, let's definitely <laughs> honor the people who did work on the ship and the absolutely. Irish lives who were lost because. Oh, yeah. I don't think he did that. No. He. Do you think that it was more like um, walking through and gesturing and saying, ah, yes. This looks excellent. This is just like the Olympic. Yes. Here we go. Oh, that staircase looks excellent. I do think that maybe he would show up at the shipyard and Uh like wave to people. Yeah. And be like, looks good. Maybe like, Tommy. Way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, he would shake a few hands. Yeah. I don't think he was swinging hammers. (laughs) Bless him. (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. Wow. It was it was kind of fun. Like knowing the person before just so I could feel all the feelings as you told me facts mm-hmm. about that. Cause this is, this is different with, you know, people yeah. who have passed on the Titanic and mm-hmm. all associated with, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, the, the lives that were lost and are attached to the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I do have, because it is a special Titanic month, I do have a bonus ages of Aquarius. <gasps> this is a, <gasps> Very short one, as it is a bonus. Uh, more, again, fact-based. Uh-huh. Let's low-key learn something. Yes. About somebody who's tied to Aquarius season. Yes. Amazing. So let's take a short break. Stretch, hydrate. Break. Stretch it out. Mm. And then we'll be back for that story. Oh, fabulous. See you soon. Hey, Abpod listeners. Hope you're feeling groovy, and this episode is bringing a slice of nice to your day. Did you know you could follow AquariusBehavior.pod on Instagram to see weekly episode updates and behind-the-scenes podcast pictures? Yeah, it's true. You can also email the show at AquariusBehavior.pod at gmail.com to share your friendship stories or suggest a segment. Stay hydrated, buddies. Now on with the show. Hello, Jojo. We'll see if she comes up. adorable. Yeah, she's very curious. This is cute. Oh, darling girl. I like you. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Samantha. Yes. Are you ready for a bonus segment? I sure am. Boo, boo, boo. Oh, no, no. Also, JoJo just jumped up by your computer. It gave me she doesn't, so much joy. She does not normally come and record with us. This is adorable. This is very cute. She's sniffing everything and she's. <sighs> Just walking about the tables. Yeah, do you want to just sit right there, honey? Hi. Oh, oh giddy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, thanks for being here. I'm going to give you so much. Huh? You're the cutest, sweetest kitty. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. All right, see you later. Right when you take your phone out to take a picture yeah. for everybody to I... see, she leaps down because she knows I'm gonna do some... she's a cat. I'm going to do some of this. Typical cat Hi. behavior. Love her so much. Typical. Jojo. Hi. Oh, wow. It does seem like she wants to just hear the story. Mm-hmm. And Remus yeah. is so much more chill yeah. today. Remus. The last couple times we've recorded, some of you have heard it. He has been like anxiously, I think it's anxiously licking his fur. And like he'll pull clumps of his fur out. Little tiny ones. I don't know what's going on. So I don't know. He gets anxious, I think, with the door closed and everything. So we put his pillow over by the door and propped it a little, and he is just, he could not be happier. He's been there all night, just looking out, looking out the door, fresh air coming in. I think sometimes it's a little loud for him in here, but like he refuses to not be in the pod lounge. And so if I try to he keep him to outside, he has to be here. He, like he to needs here. to supervise it. Mm-hmm. He is our tiny co-host. Yeah, he is always. And now there. we have two tiny co-hosts today. I love oh, them so much. Oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah. Okay, that was a major tangent. Wow, that's probably not going to be as fun for our listeners. As I don't care. It's staying in. <laughs> it's important. Okay, it's, you know, it's just like you know when you are talking about your own pet, and it's like I know that this is interesting to almost no one else except for the mm-hmm. close people that care about or know my pet. But let me tell you how yeah. good it feels to talk about your pet and how freaking cute they are and how they're behaving. Or in Remus's case, not 
pulling his little fur bits out and mm-hmm. Jojo is in here just looking at you ready ready to hear about this second ages this bonus is of Aquarius's bonus of Aquarius's mm-hmm. yes so uh we're gonna talk about an honorary ages of Aquarius member oh okay and this is Dorothy Gibson Gibson. Yep. Dorothy Gibson. Yep. Okay. Dorothy Gibson. So Dorothy Gibson was born on May 17th, 1889. May. And you might be thinking right now, May. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan, that's not an Aquarius. <laughs> Morgan. What's going on? May isn't during Aquarius season. That's a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang in there with me, okay? All right. I'm hanging. We're going somewhere with this. I All promise. Right, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So Dorothy Gibson, born May 17th, 1889. Let's fast forward to 1912, okay? It's 1912. It's just a month shy of Dorothy's 23rd birthday. Okay. And Dorothy boards the RMS Titanic with her mother to return to the U.S. after a little girl's trip in Italy. Fun. Uh, Yeah. Italy in 1912. Italy Mm -hmm. in the spring of 1912. Ugh. Her and her mom just like gallivanting for a few weeks around... Italy having a ball. Mm-hmm. Pasta, olives, wine. Yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. And there was probably some celebration happening on this trip because Dorothy, after a few years of chasing her dreams, she had landed some pretty major movie roles in the last year. Ooh. And so she was becoming a bit of a star and a household name. Okay. And she was an established actress at this time. So she's boarding the Titanic and like she's kind of at the point where she's a bit of a recognizable figure. So she's okay? like kind of hot like, in America. Yeah. And people okay. are like, wow. Dorothy oh Gibson. Okay. There's yes. that woman from that movie. She's last so month. hot What's right now. What's her name? Dorothy Gibson? Yeah. Oh okay. my gosh. Yeah. Like that's very much, yeah, she's very much like the Hansel on mm-hmm. the Titanic. Yes. That's like the vibe I'm getting yeah. from Dorothy Gibson. Okay. okay? So she's on the Titanic. That's her vibe. This this Taurus. Okay. Yeah. So oh hey, Tauruses. Yeah. Could we just could we oh let's take, take a, a moment for Tauruses? Do you do you have and a tiny little book? I you got your tiny, tiny book, book there, and I want to find Tauruses really yes. quick. Is there a page because on Taurus that you could sure read? There sure is. Because thank there you. Sure That's is. a great. This is great. Let's let's shout out let's to just our Tauri. Remind people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the Taurus traits are. Yep. I don't have a lot of Tauruses in my life. No, it's and my I have like a Taurus, a Taurus moon or some some shenanigans. Oh, remember like one of my sign, my rising, or my sh- that's right. Oh, no, it's I just know one of the things that I know about Taurus. Mm-hmm. They sometimes are known as a stubborn people. Yes. Um, it can be their best and their worst it trait. It can be. <laughs> yes. They're like, they're known as being headstrong, mm-hmm. sometimes to the point of being stubborn. They are helpers. helpers. They want to oh. help. Like they're fixers and they're hard workers. Very loyal as well. Taurus is loyal. Loyal. Those okay. are the things that I remember about Taurus. Oh my gosh, it's on like the two pages that are stuck together. Are you kidding me? Morgan, I flipped through this book twice. And I know. it was on the two pages that I were stuck you. together. I was stalling for you. You did so good. <laughs> uh, no one would have known wow. in London, but I just revealed our podcast. Morgan. <laughs> Ruled by Venus. Taurus appreciates the finer things in life. Maybe the most sensual sign in the zodiac. Taurus loves any and all of the pleasures the physical world has to offer. Good food, nice clothes, fine art. These are just a few of Taurus's favorite things. If you want to make Taurus happy, take them shopping. That sounds a little bit surface, but maybe there's a deeper meaning to this. Or cook them a delicious meal. Hold on, there's more. It's said that people don't change. But this only really applies to Taurus. The bull is a stubborn sign. Ah. And once they decide on something, don't dare try to change their mind. This can translate to loyalty or consistency and intractability and stubbornness in the worst. Many brave people have tried to change the mind of a Taurus, but few have succeeded. Okay, so we have a strong-willed, going and getting it kind of woman Doing the dang thing with her Taurus energy. Yep. Newly famous. Cool. Okay. Thank Out you. With her mom. Great. 
I'm now in the frame. I'm now in my Taurus frame of mind Mm -hmm. for what's going to be happening next in this story. Great. Fantastic. So spoiler alert, Titanic hits an iceberg and sinks. No. So. Okay. Dorothy Gibson is on the Titanic. It sinks. She does survive. Okay. Wow. She, Did she make it to a lifeboat? Yeah. She she hops away on lifeboat number seven. Then she jumps onto the Carpathia. Okay. And she returns to the U.S. to keep making movies. Wow. Okay. So she did her yeah. Italian trip. She yeah. survived the Titanic, got onto a sure lifeboat, did. hops, skipping a jump back yep. to America. And she's like, hey, my PTO is up. <laughs> Gotta get back to making movies. So... Uh, the next movie that Dorothy Gibson makes is called Saved from the Titanic. <gasps> You've mentioned this movie before, that they made a movie a month after the Titanic mm-hmm. sank. Is this the movie that you've mentioned? This is no that way. story. Okay. 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 This so is that story. Here, this is, I'm not about to give you some like real yeah. historical facts. Oh, I'm ready. That just blow my mind. This is really cool. Because they are so Fascinating and inappropriate. So great. Yes. Let's get in it. (laughs) Okay. So saved from the Titanic. Let me tell you a little bit about this movie. Okay. This movie came out one month after the sinking of the Titanic. So they wrote, produced, shot, shot, did the whole thing, gave it to movie theaters, gave it to movie theaters, four weeks or less. Congratulations. That's an efficient team. Yes. Okay. So the Titanic sunk the morning of April 15th. Like it hit the iceberg on April 14th. Uh huh. And it sunk on the 15th. Yep. This film, Saved from the Titanic, was released on May 16th, 1912. <laughs> what? Yep. Okay. So this was a silent film. Uh huh. It was only 10 minutes long. So to be fair. Okay. So it's not a two and a half hour feature film movie with all of the CGI. Yeah, it's like a how, 10 minute. How long would okay. it take you to film you know, a 10 minute silent yeah, let's film? Let's go back to 10 minute silent so, films. As connoisseurs <laughs> of silent films, we can attest that, you know, they aren't two and a half hours usually. That's like that's, what TikTok is now yeah. or it's, Quibi. Dude, it's like, it is truly. That mm. is, yeah. We're just, we're, that's what we're back to. Yep. It's our I can read span. lips. It's fine. It's <laughs> the extent of it. <laughs> <laughs> this was the first film to be made about the Titanic disaster. Well, of course, they were. They- a month after. <laughs> like, this is so. I love this, Morgan. I yeah. laugh because I'm uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's too that's soon. It's so inappropriate. It's like so that, inappropriate. So many people died. That is such a cash grab. <gasps> and also, it's just like, oh my gosh, we just have, like, nobody has heard of PTSD right now. There's no shame. Like, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like, no, what? It's just like, Okay, so no, we need yeah, to keep talking. Let's keep going. I've got more to say, yeah. and we're gonna have. Trust me, you're gonna have more opinions because it gets worse. It this gets worse. Okay, okay. bring so, it on. Dorothy Gibson. This is the next movie she's in. Okay, uh huh. Gibson played herself <laughs> in this semi biographical film. Uh-huh, she okay. literally the character that she plays is named Dorothy. Her name is. Miss Dorothy. Uh-huh. Like, she literally just plays herself. Yeah. The nightgown and the cardigan costume that she wears. Isn't a costume. It's her real clothes. <laughs> the actual attire that she wore the night of the disaster. So it had already she been in the ocean once. In this oh, No, movie, she made a lifeboat. Okay, she's yeah. She's wearing her own <sighs> nightgown <sighs> and cardigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't even fathom. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's- this is no, you're right. I'm laughing because it's inappropriate. It's this is so just inappropriate. Okay, it's fine. I know. Keep going. Because no. like this, peel the band-aid off. I just was reading this, and I just the more I researched this, I just was like, stop it. Like it just didn't seem like it was a real thing, and this was a real person. And I actually do have just like <laughs> my stomach, my heart. Ow. At one point. In the little bit before we actually started recording, I heard you say, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Something it, like that. Okay, so this is even imagine, the... It okay, worse. Like, okay. It's going to continue. It Dorothy gets, Gibson, this is a sad... This is a sad story. Right. I, like, we can't... I'm sorry, but, like, we're talking about the Titanic and it's not Titanic. a lot. Mm-hmm. Most of it is going to be sad. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's fascinating and it's just part of our human history and it's Absolutely. something that just connects the entire world that we keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So Dorothy Gibson is in this. 
movie. Her 10-minute movie. Her 10-minute movie. Literally about, like, the most horrific night. You know, yeah. like, think about the worst night of your life. Yeah, horrible. And then think about making a movie. Yeah, I'd like to not I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, and now stop thinking about it no. and pretend we didn't. Yep. Yeah, we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Lock that in a dark We've box only done that one other time on this podcast. Never. And it's important. Okay. Yeah. Never. And so, no, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So that all happened. Okay. Wow. So, of course, that, as you could imagine, was extremely traumatic for Dorothy. Mm-hmm. So that was actually the last film that she ever made. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, no. And and okay. And also, so she technically only acted for like a year-ish. Like she started, she got her first big role in 1911. And then she made her last film, which was released in May 1912. 1912. Mm-hmm. But because these, as we were talking about, are like 10-minute movies, they're like quibby length. Mm-hmm. Um she made a lot of them. And so she made like 20 films during that time. Okay. So that's like when we say like, oh my gosh, she was like a rising star. Yeah. Um, that again was really the vibe here. It yeah. was like she had made 20 films, like people were starting to recognize her. She was making a name for herself. And so this happened and she was really pushed by her producer and her agent to make this film. Like, oh my gosh, like you have a story here and we could use this and Boo. like wow. And so that mm-hmm. was really and so she quit acting. And this was the last thing that she ever made. Wow. Um, she suffered a health crisis. And oh. just like after reliving that trauma directly after the event, <sighs> she kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. So like the yeah. last part of her life, like sadly, was pretty tragic, I yeah. thought. So like she just she was in this really tumultuous romance mm-hmm. uh, with a married film tycoon that those married film tycoons and it just like became very public Mm -hmm. and was very messy Mm -hmm. there was a lot of drama behind it and so she quit acting and then immediately was like thrust back into the spotlight due to this personal matter um that became a movie known to everybody yeah and so um you know she's kind of just thrust onto the front pages oh. of newspapers yep. again for the scandal for the affair, in, oh, the affair. Yep. yeah okay so I'm she's like mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to get away from the public eye and like leaves the film industry and then her affair goes public and Ugh. she's like man and Darn so it. that is like super duper messy they eventually do get married and then in 1913 yeah Dorothy Gibson uh-huh. is driving in her car and she hits and kills a person. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. So I mm. that was one of the points where you heard me go, oh, oh because I did no. not see that one coming. Yeah, that's just out of <sighs> Yeah. So yeah. uh That's I, a lot to deal with. Yeah. So that was like super messy. Yeah. And so horrible. Um, that was a whole situation. And it was, she also, that's like also the time when she's going through like this publicity, all this like bad publicity happening because of her relationship. Like she gets married to this guy and her marriage ends up like failing in like Mm -hmm. two years. Oh my gosh. So many variables. So much stress. So there's a lot going on for Dorothy. Uh So in 1919, she just decides she's going to leave it all behind and she moves to Italy. And she remained there for the rest of her life. Girl. Uh, yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, but we don't stop there for Dorothy Gibson. Oh. It's not. This is not her fading off into the Italian sunset? It gets worse. Okay. So. Okay. So she's left America. She's left her movie career behind. She's, she's in Italy now. She divorced the husband. She's now yep. in Italy where she was vacationing before she got on the Titanic. Yeah. Okay. And she goes back to Italy and she's like, I'm going to live here. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. Apparently, pretty well known that Dorothy Gibson was a Nazi sympathizer. Oh! So she's over there in Italy and just she really Mm. feels strongly Mm -hmm. the Nazis are the way to go. Yeah. Mm, That's not the right thought process. Not. Don't like that. Mm -mm. So, (laughs) not into that. (sighs) Ooh, this is such a good, uncomfortable one, Morgan. Wow. It's like. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't know exactly like, what led her yeah. to sympathizing with the Nazi party. I mean, but that's Homegirl what girl lost her way at some point. That's what Italy was all about at that time, right they before World were. War II. It was like Italy and Germany were just high fiving about they were all of their cool things that they were heisting together and planning. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that, you know, before the. Oh, remiss. Oh, we're going to pause for a pet moment because apparently JoJo is done recording. <laughs> Do you want out now? But you had to give Remus the password. Yeah. So like, yeah. Hold on. So that's too bad. Uh, oof. No. <laughs> but it's restart. That was gross. <laughs> that was gross. I don't like how I don't like that I'm in my smell now. There's a smell over here. Yeah. I'm unpleased. Okay. Yeah, bubble. But uh, Germany and Italy, they yeah. were friends back in the day. So I'm sure that like before the internet existed and everything. She was just like, oh, wow, town gossip. I'm going to go buy some mm-hmm. bread. And, oh, what do you say about yeah. what the Germans are into? I mean, not a Who lot knows. of, wow, that's, ugh. I know. People, so, what a colorful, what a colorful life. What a crazy time to be alive and a series ugh. of events to experience. It just, it just, ugh. it is. Like, her life, it's it just doesn't seem real uh-huh. because it's just like it's one tragedy after another, mm-hmm. and just like oh my gosh, well, it's the people who survived Why? the Titanic but maybe didn't survive the next like <sighs> aspects of their life or you know the wow. victims, the PTSD that people dealt with for years after and the you know consequences and everything that happened with that too and oh my gosh yeah I the know. years after the Titanic sank and the. I'm overwhelmed. You've mm-hmm. given me a whole subject that I'm overwhelmed for because at first I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. Dorothy Gibson, just the whole heroine of the whole story, star of Hollywood, Titanic starlet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, and then you moved to Italy and became a Nazi sympathizer. Oh, OK. Dude, mm-hmm. it just it was it's such just human, a- human, crazy life pile of. Yeah. Wow. It was such a wild turn of events. Yeah. Where I was like, how did we end up here? Someone like, and then she moved. Yes. To- wow. Like. It's, again, it's like so the plot out. of a movie. Yeah. She's like a character from a movie. This is like it doesn't even seem real. Great Gatsby Just, stuff. It is very great Gatsby. Yeah. Very, very great Gatsby. <laughs> Shaking your mechanical pencil at me. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. like real life Gatsby it's, stuff. It's, mm-hmm. It is so wild. And there may or may, she may or may not, I cannot fully confirm, but she may or may not have been slightly also involved during World War II with, like, passing intel. Like, I, like I'm not going to mm-hmm. say she was a spy. There's no way to know. But there's no way to know. <laughs> there were just glimmers of that in my mm-hmm. research, but I couldn't I couldn't actually confirm anything. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna state it happened or, nope. like, any sources because I don't know for sure. There were just whispers. Mm-hmm. And again, I was just like, well, Morgan, you were down <sighs> there amongst the cat what? videos of the internet. What? So <laughs> we can't always state that everything that you bring is hard and true fact. Everything on the internet is that, true. <laughs> that people that you say on this podcast were spies were in fact spies. Um, please, you can write a strongly worded letter to Abpod complimenting us on our Titanic content so far this month. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, wow. Thomas Andrews and Dorothy Gibson. Yeah. Oh, hey, so why wow. Why did I bring up Dorothy Gibson? Because she's a Taurus. Yeah. And we're talking about Ages of yeah. Aquarius, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Really good. Bringing it back around. Yeah. So we're talking about her because Dorothy Gibson. She's so stubborn. She's so stubborn. She was born in May. She uh-huh. was a Taurus. Uh-huh. She was so stubborn. She refused to die on the Titanic and was she like, I'm going to survive. She refused to die on the Titanic. She's yep. like, I'm going to do it because uh-huh. I'm a Taurus yep. and I'm in it. Yep. To survive. Yep. And she did it. But then later she did die. Okay. At a young age. She was about, I think she was 47. 47. If my math is correct. Uh-huh. 47. She died in Italy. Okay. She died of a stroke on February 17th, 1946. She died during wow. Aquarius, Aquarius season. season. Aquarius <sighs> season gives and Aquarius season takes away. Mm-hmm. It giveth cool. and it taketh away. Wow. It's also cool so, to think about like how her Taurus energy played into her decision making in her life. Yeah. And her stubbornness. Yes. What if she accidentally said something incorrect at a party and then had to go with the Nazi thing for like the rest of the time that she was in Italy? <laughs> 
She's like, no, I can't. I can't change my mind. I'm too Ugh. stubborn. That's fascinating, Morgan. It is. Two really like. Thank you. Just I thought so. Multi faceted humans on the Titanic. I know. Yeah, I was just like. I got to keep going. Yeah, you have to. You had to finish that story to the end, even when you were saying, oh, no, with the car accident, which now I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm really happy to know that story about that person because I've heard about they've made they made a movie a month after the Titanic, but I knew no details. So Mm -hmm. it's. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Also. Yeah. So last thing I'm going to say about this. Uh Another little tidbit. Yeah. So this movie. Uh huh. Saved on the Titanic. Yeah. Um, I did look to see if I could find like yeah. clips of it or yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. I wonder if this is on YouTube. It's uh-huh. public domain. Uh-huh. It is not available anywhere. Oh, it so doesn't exist. It is considered a lost film. <gasps> yeah. Apparently, the only known copies burned in a fire from where the they Nazis. were stored. Maybe from the it Nazis. From the- <laughs> I think Aww. this could be like a whole Indiana I, Jones yeah, this 7 is a movie. Whole mini this episode. is what it's going to be. It's going to be Titanic. It's going to be prequel. Yeah. Titanic. This is like Inglorious Bastards energy. Ew. Yeah. This is <gasps> with Dorothy Gibson. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. All right. We're just over here writing movies for everyone. Just, hey, Jimmy yeah. Cam, yep. you know where to find us for those movie rights. <laughs> That's right. We got some good ideas up Email in here. Email us. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. wow. My brain. I'm just, this is one of the ones that's going to stick with me. I'm going to be driving somewhere tomorrow and be like, girl, Dorothy Gibson made some choices in her life. Wow. Oh, man. You can't sympathize mm-hmm. with Nazis. Nope. You can't. It's just, you, you just don't get don't, to do that. You know who you do get to sympathize with, though? Uh, Victor Garber and oh every God. choice that he's I, made in his acting Victor career. Garber, thank you. Bless. Bless thank the you. man. Oh, a true treasure. A true treasure. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to sing the Halo soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> you was so much better. Okay, we have need to stop talking. <laughs> We're in very chaotic moods today, and I'm sure our listeners are just like, you gotta stop, girls. You, you know gotta what? stop. Ladies. <laughs> but tune in next week because more of this and the yelling you've all been waiting oh for. Gosh. It's the yelling you've all been waiting for. Pride and Prejudice Part 2. Pride and Prejudice. Wow. Part 2. Brush up on the second half of that movie or book and uh, come snuggle up with us for a slice of ice next week, you guys. We'll see you there. Love ya. Bye, friends.